Hey, I'm Jesse. Let's have a devotion. We're continuing in Isaiah chapter 30 as Isaiah is warning the people of Judah not to align with Egypt. Here's verse 18. Therefore, the Lord is waiting to show you mercy and is rising up to show you compassion. For the Lord is a just God. All who wait patiently for him are happy. For the people who live on Zion, that's the mountain of God, in Jerusalem, you will never weep again. He will show favor to you uh, at the sound of your outcry. As soon as he hears, he will answer you. The Lord will give you meager bread and water during oppression, but your teacher will not hide any longer. Your eyes will see your teacher. And whenever you turn to the right or the left, your ears will hear this command behind you. This is the way, walk in it. Then you will defile your silver-plated idols and your gold-plated images. You will throw them away like menstrual cloths and call them filth. Then he will send rain for your seed that you have sown in the ground and the food, the produce of the ground will be rich and plentiful. On that day, your cattle will graze in open pastures. The oxen and donkeys that work the ground will eat salted fodder scattered with winnowing shovel and fork. Streams flowing with water will be on every high mountain and every raised hill on the day of the great slaughter when the towers fall The moonlight will be as bright as the sunlight, and the sunlight will be seven times brighter. You think that number was deliberate, seven? On the day the Lord bandages his people's injuries and heals the wounds he inflicted. The Lord is waiting to show you mercy. Man, there's something so profound about this. Isaiah is the lone dissident voice. Everybody's trying to align with Egypt. It didn't work for Israel. It's not going to work for Judah. The Lord, meanwhile, is waiting to show you mercy. In yesterday's devotion, we saw how God was calling them to return to him and to rest, but they're not willing, and they say no. This evoked Jesus' imagery about the mother hen drawing them to himself, and then today's text evokes that same teaching even more. Do you see the Christological implications of this text? Look at, look at the text again with me. All right, see the teacher here in verse 20? The Lord will give you meager bread and water during oppression. Okay, heads up. Remember, does this not remind you of the Passover? The unleavened bread, which could have been for travel purposes, but I think was also really setting up the teaching about Jesus and the leaven of the Pharisees, the yeast of the Pharisees, a little bit of legalism just corrupts the whole thing. Uh, this was the nature of what would go by, uh, what it would be like under oppression. You would be called to eat even bitter herbs to remember the bitterness of it. But then look at all of this. God is going to heal the wounds that he inflicts. That's in verse 26. So there's this prophecy about this one who would not hide any longer. Your teacher will not hide any longer. Your eyes will see your teacher. And again, I know that the stylistic norm within the CSB was not to capitalize divine pronouns, but this one is just so obviously prophetic that it's about Jesus, and so it's capitalized. And whenever you turn to the right or the left, your ears will hear this command behind you. This is the way, walk in it. All right. Yep. Mandalorian's cool, but this is several times cooler because it's not about an imaginary world where this 
you know, uh, Boba Fett, Redux, and Baby Yoda live, like, this is actual. This is real. This is literally the way, the truth, and the life. This is the way walk in it. I would say that's even better than uh, the Mandalorian credo, uh, if that's if that's how you refer to that. So this this teacher coming. They're going through a time of oppression and things look lean, but there's this teacher coming. All right, this is the Lord's mercy that's on its way. Therefore, back to verse 18, the Lord is waiting to show you mercy and is rising up to show you compassion. What's so cool about this is that it's not because, hey, because you've been good little boys and girls, I'm going to rise up to show you compassion. This comes on the heels of yesterday's devotion text. This comes on the heels of, you know, I've, I've called you home, I've called you to return to me and to rest, but you said no. You're going to insist upon your own way. You've, you haven't consulted with God. You haven't considered what God has said, and you want to resist Him anyway, even despite their resistance. Look at look at what God look at what God does as He quotes His other Old Testament text. Therefore, the Lord is waiting to show you mercy, and uh, rising up to show you compassion. For the Lord is a just God. All right, meaning that He is the authority on justice. He's the arbiter. He's the judge. What He does is just. He brings about justice. And look at this. All who wait patiently for him are happy. So like we said in a previous devotion, just a couple just a couple of devotions ago, uh, resting in the Lord, returning to the Lord requires patience. And it seems so nice. You just kick back and, and you just let God fight your battles for you. It actually requires immense self-control and incredible patience. Think of the long game with God. We who get frustrated with our smartphones if they don't download something over our 5G internet in like two seconds flat are quite acclimated to instant gratification. And meanwhile, we serve a God who brought about justice on the Egyptians for what they had done to Israel over the course of several centuries, who allowed Israel to be completely annihilated by the Romans and then waited 2,000 years to restore them. Romans 8.28 gets a lot of mileage, and with good reason, because it's an incredibly important text on the foreknowledge of God, the sovereignty of God over time itself. But it's sometimes misapplied when we think only in the short game and not in God's long game. Romans 8.28 says that God works all things together for the good of those who love Him and are called according to His purpose. That can be really damaging if you give that to somebody who's just experienced a tragic loss. And they hear those words and they, they expect it in the instant. They expect the good to come tomorrow. All right? They think of the sovereignty of God and the goodness of God like a microwave. Bing! Justice. And that's not how God works. He is not slow in keeping his promises, as some understand slowness, but he is patient with us. To him, a thousand years is like a day, and a day is like a thousand years. He's playing the long game. And this promise of a coming redemption, this invitation to come and rest, to which they say no, is met with this. Those who wait patiently for him are happy. This is the way. Walk in it. All right, this is, this is going to require immense self-control, isn't it? Isn't it hard? Isn't it hard to, 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 to live in the not yet of the will of God? But I've got good news for you. There's another biblical passage that speaks to this. Self-control and patience 
are two aspects of the fruit of the spirit in Galatians chapter five. We have supernatural self-control. We have supernatural patience by the spirit. Would you take a moment right now and would you invite the Holy Spirit's anointing on your life that you would have the divine patience and self-control to wait on the deliverance that comes from the Lord. He's waiting to show you mercy, but you're still busy trying to build things in your own image. You, ancient Judah, are still trying to form an alliance with Egypt, bringing gifts to them on camelback to try to curry favor with them, and you're trying to build up military strategy, and none of this is going to work. None of this is going to save you. Meanwhile, the Lord is waiting. And to the Lord, a thousand years is like a day. So he can wait a thousand years. And it's just one day to him. Therefore, the Lord is waiting to show you mercy. He's rising up to show you compassion. For the Lord is a just God. So you don't have more patience than God would you take a moment right now to ask for the Holy Spirit of God to give you that divine patience? All right, I'll see you tomorrow for another devotion.